If you brought your Bibles this morning and you want to turn with us to the book of Romans chapter 6. A lot of time my heart goes in several different places, but this morning it's just kind of settled right here in the book of Romans chapter 6. If you want to be turning to the book of Romans this morning, that's where we're going to take a, uh, quite a bit of our reading this morning from Romans chapter 6. Uh, we'll start reading uh, in just a moment some of these verses, but I want to skip on down to the twenty. First verse for just a minute. Romans chapter 6 and verse 21. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. This morning our title would be 2020 Hindsight. 2020 Hindsight. If you look at the last part of that verse, it says, For the end of those things is death. 2020 hindsight simply means what do things look like after we have experienced them. People, a lot of times, will get books and they'll read a book and they'll give a review. In other words, what was it like after the fact? They turn on movies, they'll watch a movie, and they'll give a review after the fact. Folks, there is no going to hell deciding that this is pretty bad and you're going to change your eternal status and you're not going to get saved. For whenever you die and go to hell, that's where you're going to spend eternity. We a lot of times, and I know it's kind of used in a, in a slanderous, sarcastic kind of way, but a lot of times when a situation is not going real well and you know somebody else might come along and say, well, how's that working out for you? Today I want to go and if I can enter into hell and ask people, what's sin like? I wonder what their 2020 hindsight would be like. 2020 just means they see a whole lot more clear, more perfectly after the fact than before. I'll tell you this. God gives us the means by which we can see things before they happen. What I mean by that is, before we die and go to hell, God can let us know very plainly the reality of what hell is. John the Revelator, we see him and how that he had a great vision. And one of those, in that vision, it was a great furnace that it said that he saw. It was, it was not just a, a fictional vision that he had. He physically or he was able to fully comprehend hell. This morning I pray that there is not a soul that is here that's going to have 2020 hindsight that you wish you would have done something about sin. Whether it's repent of it and turn from your sinfulness, or whether it is uh, that, that you ask God after you're saved to overcome it, 2020 hindsight is that we might realize what sin is. I want to ask you this. Let's just hypotheticals again for a minute. If we were to go around the room and on a piece of paper or everybody stand up and say, what is your definition of sin? Do you think your definition would be different of those that are in hell right now? You and I may cause maybe sin is something that is a hindrance. They see it as a punishment. You see, a lot of people think sin keeps them from having fun. Let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. Our human nature about us wants to tend to think that sin is something that hinders us from enjoying life. Folks, I'll tell you what sin does. It hinders a true, proper relationship with Jesus. 
That's what it hinders. 2020 hindsight, when we look back in our life, to what do we see in these things? Romans chapter 6. My Bible has these topics in them. In the very beginning of Romans chapter 6, talks about freedom from sin's power. Let me ask you something this morning. If you were to define sin, or you were to try to give us maybe what sin has an effect on, I want to ask you another question. How powerful is sin? In other words, if you was to take a piece of string and you was to wrap it around your wrist, you might can break one string, but if it goes around over and over and over and over and over again, does it become tougher to break away from something? How strong is sin in our lives? I'll tell you this. I'm going to go ahead and say this too, folks. Sin might cripple us, but it can never get us to a place that we cannot be set free by the power of God. And you know what? Today, we all need the power of God in our lives. Romans chapter 6 talks about how that God can set us free from the sin that is crippling us and and gripping us so tightly that, that that is hindering our true relationship with Him. So let's go ahead and let's start right now at this very moment of time. And let's go to the very end of the day before you lay your head on your pillow. What is this day going to be like as far as your obedience unto God? Notice what he says here in the 6th chapter and the 17th verse. Now let's back up for 16th verse. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey... Who do we listen to? That's always a a, a magical question. Who do we listen to? Folks, today you need to listen to God. 2020 hindsight means you can see things behind you and what they are, but I want you to see what's ahead of you today. If God is calling you to a place, He wants to meet you in that place. He's already there. He's calling you so you might see that. Let's read if we can. Know you not to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey His servants? Whom are you to obey? whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Paul's talking about the salvation. When you want to start reading about here, going back a little bit earlier there in this chapter, about the salvation that came to the people of Rome and how their lives changed. Let me ask you something. If you're here and saved this morning, did your life change when you got saved? What I mean by change is, did it change as far as your, your, your a, a conviction that is inside of you and a peacefulness that is inside of you? You see... We look back and yes, we see a time in our life when we were saved. But I pray that we would be able to look back at a time in our life and see when our sins were covered by the blood of Jesus. Do you have that time in your life when you can look back? Here, notice what he said. Paul was talking about, he says, But God be thanked. Paul here, one of the very first things you'll notice about a person that's been saved and converted to Christ, one of the things is they become thankful. We're thankful for so many things in this life. And I don't know what you're thankful for today, but I'm like Paul here. He says, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. People struggle with saying thank you. 
People struggle with that. I don't know why it's such a struggle. But I got to reading here just the other day and I had to kind of look this up. But there's a difference in people that are thankful because of, let me write this down, the state they're in versus a trait. What does that mean? State versus a trait. A state just means you're not a thankful person overall. You're just thankful when something bad goes right. And in that moment, you are a grateful person. That's a state you're in. But a trait, a person that's thankful in the trait just means it don't matter what's going on, they're thankful. Does anybody know what the scripture says in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of the Lord concerning you. Today let me ask you this. When things are going good and you feel good, can you give God thanks? But let me ask you this. That's an easy time to do that. What about when things are hard? Maybe about when things don't make sense. Maybe when things don't always add up, can you still give thanks? The trait gratitude is, is that we're thankful for all things. And you know this day, may we not look back and see the blessings of God. May we see the blessings of God now and the blessings of God in the future. And for any person that's here, whether you're saved or whether you're lost, may we see now the effects of sin, which comes in the 21st verse. It says, for the end of those things is death. Folks, sin profits us nothing. Now we enjoy the sin for a little while and people are, are, are struggling by letting go of so many sinful things because they feel like that there's joy in that. I'll tell you where our true joy is. Our true joy is in Jesus Christ. Notice what he has, says here. He says not only were you, he talked about who you were. He says, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. You know what the word servant just means, don't it? It means you were slaves of sin. He said, ye were the servants of sin. If I say that sin is, sin makes you a slave. What, what do we mean by that? It just means you have a ruler in your life. This morning I want to tell you something. You need to have a ruler in your life. And I'm not talking about inches or meters or yards. You need to have a ruler, which means a controller in your life, and that's the Spirit of God. For every one of us out there that are saved by the grace of God, we got the Spirit of God. The Scriptures even teach us this, for the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We have a Spirit that teaches us right. We have a flesh and wants to draw against that. That flesh is wanting to make us experience things. And then we get 20-20 hindsight and say, oh, what is that like? Or what? look at the effects of those things. The Spirit of God is guiding us in what we should do. Notice what he said. For you were the servant of sin. You see today, folks, when God saves our soul, we transition from being a slave or under the ruler of sin under the being ruled by the Spirit of God. Notice what happens here. For you were the servant of sin. A slave works for a master. Would you agree to that? Slave works for a master. And let me ask you this. If the master owns a slave or controls the slave or uh, dictates to the slave what needs to be done, is the job ever finished? No. That just means I'm going to find something else for you to do. 
What would your life be like if we just consumed sin and that was it? There's always going to be sin for us to consume. In other words, things that we can go after, things that are in front of us, things that we would be, uh, that, that are in front of us to desire. And notice what he said, that, that, that we were once slaves. He says, ye were the servants of sin. But I want you to look at the trust that begins to happen right here. Ye have obeyed from the heart. Notice what happens here. They have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered. They heard the teachings and they believed those teachings. And it says that form of doctrine. The people heard the message and they believed in the message. You see today, it's not about the messenger that's important. It's not about how long or how short or how loud or how soft. It's about today, are we going to heed the message of God? We have so many messages out there today that they want to kind of tickle our ears and make us happy and feel good. But the truth of the matter is, we don't need 2020 hindsight. We need to be told now what is going to happen to sin. What's going to happen to sin? We've already read to you there in the 21st verse. And it says, for the end of those things is death. Notice where the people believed. For those that believe that salvation is a signature or a decision that you make, our minds carnally, rational, rationalize and make decisions. Folks, this is not where they got their salvation from. If you'll listen to what it says, you have obeyed from the heart. Folks, today I'll tell you, I thank God that there is an experience that we can have with God that is not understood in the mind, but it is 100% felt in your heart. 2020 hindsight would be those that die and they go to hell saying, well, I thought that I had everything. Let me tell you what I believe in. You can know that you have had an experience with Jesus while you're here on this earth. Do you think you've had an experience? Do you hope you've had an experience? Or do you know you've had an experience with Jesus? And that's why he says you've been set free of those things. That's what the, the sixth chapter of Romans is all about and how that they are set free. He says you believed from the heart, obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered. Notice what he says here. He says which was delivered you. You see, the gospel that we're preaching here today, this is not just holistic as far as it can just fit anybody and everybody. It is meant for you. Your salvation experience is not somebody else's. It is just for you. 2020 hindsight, how many people are going to look back saying, you know what, I didn't have my own experience. I was going by what others said. Folks, today, you need your own experience with Jesus. So many people will, will, will say, well, if you've done this, 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 and this, then, then that person will say, well, you've been saved. But the thing about it is, you need to let the Spirit of God speak those things. And when the Spirit of God speaks to you, you will have that understanding and you'll know these things that you have been redeemed. It says, which was delivered you. Do you believe today that God is able to show us these things? 18th verse says, being made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men, because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to cleanliness and iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members 
servants to righteousness unto holiness. We're talking about what it's going to produce here. For when ye were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. But let's go ahead and here. Let's look at this 21st verse one more time. Let's see what sin profits us. I want to ask you before I read this 21st verse again. What is a sin in your day today going to profit you? What is a sin in your life going to profit you? What are you going to gain from it? You may think that you're going to gain some extra time or maybe some extra money or some extra acquaintances. But if we think sin is going to give us that, what is the end result of that? Let's read the 21st verse. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? Paul was trying to say the things that you thought were a gain. He said, in the end, 2020 hindsight, they were all a loss. Do you think that the person that is nearing the end of their life, and they know it. I think there's some people nearing the end of their life and they do not know it. But I think there's some people that barring a, a great miracle of God can perform are nearing the end of their life. Do you think that there's a difference in how they view life? Absolutely do I believe in that because, you see, we kind of just keep going through things and finally when we get to that point, we want to look back. Folks, today I want to tell you, and, and I'm going to say this in a little bit different context, do not live your life with regrets. And what I mean is, do not regret listening to God. Do not regret doing what God's Word teaches. Do not regret these things where He says, For what fruit had ye in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? What fruit had ye then in those things? So the question I want to ask people in hell today, what fruit or what profit did they get by sin? Somewhere along the way, the Spirit of God comes along and shows you your lost condition. And I tell you what I did, I just kind of pushed God aside. I said, God, I don't want to be saved. I want to, I want to have that peace in my life, but I really didn't want to give up all of those things that I had. Those things were more important than my relationship with Jesus. But out of all the things, and listen, compass, all of these things that we have in our life, the question really now comes down to is that what do they profit? For what does it profit a man that gains the whole world but loses his soul? We talk about riches and we start talking about the things that we can have in our life. And the truth is, is that the world has so many things to throw in front of us. Not just dollars and silver and gold, but all these things that we feel like are enticing. And notice what he said. What fruit had ye then in those things? So the question is, what kind of end result or what kind of uh, profit does a person get from sin? Let me ask you this. What is Jesus and what has God profited from sin? The scriptures are very plain. That God did not profit from sin. He cost him his son Jesus. What do you and I gain from sin? Are we better than God? That sin is going to profit us and not cost us? Folks, today sin is costing us too. 
The problem is we can't redeem ourselves and find favor with God. We need Jesus. Don't live that be that person that goes to hell. As many have. And we see the rich man even did there in Luke 16. Lifted up their eyes and in torment. Then it was after the fact, the 2020 hindsight, realized that sin did not help you in life, that sin actually cursed you and separated you from God. There is a great gulf between us, God. There's a great gulf between God and man. Who bridges that gap between God and man? That's Jesus. It all comes together in Jesus. And you see this morning, people want to enjoy sin and they want to indulge in sin. But we keep asking the question, what profit do we gain from sin? Folks, it costs God the very best that heaven had to offer. There were angels. There was Jesus. We didn't need just... Holiness. We needed redemptive work about the power of resurrecting over the grave. We needed that in our life. And you know what? You that are here today, those today that are roaming this earth, they too are going to face the ultimate penalty of sin. Death. For the end of those things is death. But notice what he said. What fruit had ye in them, had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? You know what happens to sin and dishonor, they just, they, they almost want to go hand in hand. Those things, notice what it says. Then in those things, and the last part of that verse says, for the end of those things is death. What are those things? Go back to the 19th verse. For I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanliness. You want to talk about those things? You know what I've learned about sin? Sin brings misery and misery loves company. Why don't you just come on in? Just come on in. You only get one life. You might as well live it up. You might as well enjoy it, folks. Many people are in hell today because they wanted to enjoy life. Let me tell you something. Not to be to mislead you. Christian people can enjoy life, but I assure you that they will not enjoy life more than they will enjoy eternity with Jesus. I'm going to say that to you again. A saved person can enjoy life, but not to be compared to the joys that await us in a place called heaven. So yes, we're happy, but we're going to get happier. Boy, look what end of the spectrum this is on. We go from happy to happier. Then you've got people that's going to go from happy to torments. Happy, happier, happy torments. Now, you've got some people that are sad going to torments, but even the happy people are going to torments if they're not saved. But those of us that are saved, we go from these things. He said, and, and he talks about, again, over and over again, he says, those things. And he says, again, those things, talking about uncleanliness, the iniquity unto iniquity. Even so now you, your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. Sin is dirty. And it goes against the laws of God. But people will invite you and entice you to come all you want to. For he says here, for the end of those things is death. 
What's going to happen to a person that dies in their sin? I want to say that again slowly. What happens to a person that dies in their sin? What we mean by that is, you've got people today that are born in this world as sinners, but they're not accountable of that because God's never showed them that lost, sinful condition they're in. But when God shows them that lost, sinful condition they're in, they're in sin. When people are in sin, when they're in sin, notice what he says here. For he says, for the end of those things is death. People that die in their sin, hell, fire is their eternal punishment. 2020 hindsight. Do you think there are people in hell right now? Maybe even somebody you know that wishes they could go back to that time they were sitting in church and they would have listened to God. Instead of having 2020 hindsight looking back, they would have took care of it in that present moment of time. How many people throughout all the halls of eternity are going to hear that invitation that the Spirit of God gave them and they turned it away over and over and over again? I don't know how many times, but they turned it away for He says, for the end of those things is death. Let me go ahead and just pull this out and lay it on the table for you folks. Whether you want to admit it or not, our life's going to end. Now, I, I want to live as long as anybody else. I try to take care of myself and I try to, to do things. We want to live long, but you know what? Methuselah lived to be 969 years old and he died. You can't get around it. It's going to happen. But what's going to happen to our sins? And it says here, for he says, for the end of those things is death. Folks, life is not forever, but eternity is. Start thinking about all the things right here, just right here in this place, that are going to be here forever. Well, preacher, when I'm dead and gone, I believe that old concrete porch is still going to be standing. Well, give it enough time. It's probably going to fall apart too. Building's going to rot. It's, it can decay if it's not maintained. It'll rot and decay. The only eternal things about all of us here this morning is our souls. Every single one of us. I don't know how many people's here, but every single one of us, we've got a soul in us. Even the youngest of children, they have a soul in them. And that soul is going to live eternally. And I want you to know this. It's not purgatory that you're going to go to and you're going to kind of just hang out and wait. Your soul is going to heaven or hell, one or the other. 2020 hindsight. You know what? When we get to heaven, I'm not going to look back thinking, well, I wish I'd have done something different as far as getting saved. But there are people in hell today that are looking up and they're wishing and their desires would be to make things right with God and realize what the consequence of sin is. For it says here, for the end of those things is death. What's the end of life like for people? That have lived in sin, that have not thought about Jesus, that have not thought about that uh, relationship. And you see here, if you go back to Luke chapter 16, and in that 28th verse, notice what it says. That they are in torments. Look up the word torments. It is mean, not just uncomfortable. You know what? Sometimes we could probably turn the thermostat just right in here. Or maybe we can make the pews just right where you're not hurting, but you're un comfortable. Folks, we're not talking about uncomfortable. We're talking about absolute misery 
amplified as much as you could possibly imagine the misery of torment. For he says here, he is tormented in this pain. You see, today I pray that you're here, that you'll realize the 2020 hindsight is, is that we need the Lord. For I want to go ahead and read now the last part of this, and I'm going to hush in a second. This is what happens after we're saved. And we realize sin's not going to profit us anything. But now, being made free from sin. I must pause right here for just a minute. When a person saves, it's their soul that's saved, not their flesh. You still sin in the flesh. But it's that soul that's changed different notice what he says but now being made free from sin you see today we become free from sin in our soul and I'm going to say this one of these days our body is going to experience what our soul is free from sin if anybody here outlives me and I have family if it's happens in a traditional manner and you go to a funeral home or whatever and you see my family, you be sure to tell them this verse right here. Free from sin. For when sin is finished, it brings forth death. But let's keep reading. And now you become servants of God. For you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Do you know that there's some fruit that you should eat and some fruit that's poisonous that you shouldn't eat? We automatically think, well, it's fruit. Let's just eat fruit. Well, we have to be careful what we eat because there's some fruits that are poisonous. You see, today, there's going to still a poison about us that we're going to separate from. But let's keep reading here. 23rd verse. For the wages of sin is death. 2020 hindsight. It's going to happen. You're told that in the beginning. Don't look back and think, yes, I did. I was going to die. For the wages of sin, the cost of sin is death. But the gift of God, in other words, wages means that we're in debt here, but it says the gift of God is eternal life through, which means in Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. Gift of God just means it is unmerited on our part, which means we do not deserve it. For all the people that want to roam around of what they're entitled to. They're entitled to this, or by rights and laws they should be given this and that. Folks, I'll tell you this about heaven. Not one person is going into heaven because they earned it. Not one person is going to go into heaven because that they had inherited somehow. It's a gift that was given by God. But every person in hell is going to go because of the punishment of sin. 2020 hindsight is once they get to hell, they're like, I'm punished for sin. For it says, for the end of those things is death. This morning I pray that God would open our eyes and see. That we would see these things now. You see, when people give reviews and they talk about books and all these things after the fact, they get to experience and then they have to get to go talk about what they've done. Folks, I pray that you're not that person that gets into hell and says, 
Lord, I, I turned you away. I shunned those opportunities. I, I rejected your spirit. I done all those things. I pray that you're that person that gets into heaven and says, Lord, thank you for convicting my heart. Thank you for drawing me into an altar. Thank you, Lord, for giving me grace and mercy. Uh, Lord, uh, mercy means I didn't go to hell. Heaven is because He gave us His grace. And it's not because of what we've merited. Because it's a gift that comes from God. 2020 hindsight this morning. I want us to get a song. Please don't be that person that lives and sees things after the fact. See it now very clear. What sin is going to profit you in your life? And then see what it costs God, which was the only begotten Son, Jesus.